morning, everyone. Um, I'm Jenny Reese. I'm the Nebraska Extension Educator for York and Seward Counties. And this morning, I'm going to be providing a soybean disease update. And these slides were put together by Dr. Tamara Jackson-Zims and also Asha Main. So ultimately, our goals would be that you are able to identify important soybean diseases, know how to manage them, and also understand fungicide resistance in Nebraska. So the main disease that we're going to focus on today is frog eye leaf spot. And it's a fungal disease caused by Cercospora sogena. And this is a cousin to Cercospora zeomites, which causes gray leaf spot in corn. So as you look at these lesions, the center of these lesions will have kind of a tannish gray center. And that's similar like what you see in gray leaf spot. That's when it's sporulating, you see that more often. The other symptoms include this reddish purple border. And while this says you typically see it on the upper leaves, I have seen it throughout the canopy, depending on the irrigation system in the field. It is very distinct. So once you see it, it's very different than other things you'll see in soybeans. Um, one, one thing that we need to think about, though, is the environmental conditions. So similar to other Cercosporas, it's favored by higher, um, higher 70s through mid 80s, high humidity, and also leaf wetness, so frequent rains and irrigation. And so when I see it the worst, it's, it's mostly in fields that especially our gravity irrigated because it's a perfect environment within those rows for um, a humidity chamber between the rows. We've talked about this in the past, but um, in, in the past with frog eye, we've typically recommended the group 11 chemistries, the quinone outside inhibitors, formerly known as the strobilarian chemistries. And we know that these have a high potential for resistance because they're a one-site mode of action in which that fungus just has to change a little bit to become resistant to that one site. Resistance is becoming more common in the United States and it's also more common in Nebraska as well too. So as we look at this graph here, this map here, first was reported in Tennessee in 2010 and by 2017, it was found in 240 counties from 14 states. And you can see the several counties up here in Iowa. In 2019, it was also confirmed resistant in Nebraska. So there were 10 counties that were sampled. And in all those counties that were sampled, there were resistant um, there was resistance found to the group 11 fungicides for Cercospora sogena. We want to thank everyone who provided samples in 2020. So samples were collected from 128 fields in 47 counties, and those samples are currently being run right now to determine um, fungicide resistance, additional fungicide resistance in Nebraska. Kyle already mentioned this. But if you have your weed guide, guide for weed disease and insect management, if you go to page 287, it has the information on the different modes of action that are available to us for our foliar fungicides and also additional products that have been registered for soybeans. 
In 2020, there was a foliar fungicide trial and it was conducted at the Haskell Ag Lab near Concord. This particular NK variety was planted May 12th at 140,000 seeds per acre. And this was done in small plots. The applications were done on July 22nd at R3. So that's beginning pod when you're just starting to see those pods form in, in the top four nodes on that soybean plant. Disease ratings were taken at R5, which is beginning seed, full seed at R6, and then also um, beginning maturity on at R7. And this was all, the statistics are all done at 90% confidence level. So Kyle already explained what we're looking at on, on this. These are the different products. And on the left-hand side, you can see this is the non-treated control. And anytime you see the same letter, that would mean that there's no statistical difference. We're 90% confident that there's no difference between those treatments. In this case, all of the products that were used here and let me move out of the way so you can see that that's Delaro on the end. All these products had less disease. We're looking at area under the disease progress curve. So they had less disease than the non-treated control. And then what you see at the top here, these are the different fungicide groups or chemistries, modes of action. So you can see group 11, seven, three, and then the combination chemistries here. So even though in this case, using a group 11 only um, didn't appear to be much different, statistically these are different. That's for frog eye leaf spot. They also looked at white mold in this study. And in, in that, when they looked at disease incidence, all of these products also reduced white mold incidence compared to the non-treated control. Taking this to yield, um, this is kind of a, busy graph, but what you see here is that there's three products that really differentiated themselves yield-wise compared to the non-treated control. And that's the Lucento at five ounces per acre, the Revitec at eight ounces, and then the Delaro Complete at eight ounces as well. And then as you can see here, while these two products, Quadris and Vertesian, were not statistically different from the non-treated control, they also were not statistically different from these other three products that I mentioned. So um, statistics are interesting sometimes in how you pull things out, but that's how you would read this particular graph. If you're at an in-person location today, you may have a survey, and this is something that we would ask you to please fill out for us. So it, it will be distributed by email as well, but it's one in which Tamara and her team are seeking to understand our, all of our knowledge level about fungicides, and also what are the factors that are affecting how you're using fungicides and soybeans. And so the goal is to use it for further education in Nebraska. And because of the survey, we also need to mention to you that it only takes about 10 minutes to complete it's completely anonymous. It's only for research purposes. Um, there's no known risks for taking the survey and you can stop at any time with no penalty. So for those of you at in-person locations that have the survey, if you could please fill those out and hand them to your host. 
and um, these will also be available via email in the future. We'll probably share it on CropWatch as well. And thank you for helping us in that way. As we think about planning for next year, and just thinking about the different diseases that are our more important diseases in Nebraska and soybeans, frog eye leaf spot, there are resistant varieties available. So that's one tool in our toolbox, as well as using crop rotation and also um, fungicides if needed. For soybean cyst nematode, there is a new source of resistance. It's a plant introduction, 89772. And this is found in two mid-group 2.3 varieties. So a golden harvest number and an NK number as well. So just to make you aware of that, that's available as well as our traditional PI88788 and the Peking varieties. And then for sudden death syndrome, we know this year we had lower disease incidence of southern, sudden death syndrome. We had some research studies, uh, even on farm research studies, where we were able to show in a lower disease incidence year when the environment isn't quite as favorable, when we're using more resistant varieties, whether it's both um, resistant varieties for sudden death syndrome, as well as having resistance to soybean cyst nematode. And then also in fields with a history of sudden death syndrome using a seed treatment, like Olivo or Saltro, all of that can really help reduce our SDS severity. So the take home points for this presentation, um, I've already mentioned frog eye can be controlled with fungicides, crop rotations, and also using disease resistant varieties. It's really important that we are aware that we've got group 11 resistance in Nebraska be aware that um, it's better if we can use combination products if possible and monitor for resistance in your fields. Samples are going to continue. So as you see frog eye next year, please do send those into the plant and pest diagnostic clinic. And also another source of resistance to SCN is now available. With that, these are a number of resources available from the plant pathology team. We're continually putting updates in CropWatch and on a market journal. So feel free to continue to follow us throughout the year as we provide disease updates.